I'm Felina. And I'm Summer. And you are listening to Broken Broken. <laughs> because we're both. The podcast about living your best life by getting real. Hello, broken people. This is Felina. And this is Summer. And today we have... Facia Primo Shaw. And yeah, like it's Primo. Like I think we're saying it wrong because... Not saying that we're saying it wrong. I mean, it's French, but like it's Ponca now. <laughs> so... Well, that's the only way I've ever heard it pronounced. Yeah. Is there another way to say it? Right. Oh, that, like I was, I remember I had a um, professor at OCU, like he, he spoke like, I guess fluent French and he was like, it's primo. And I was like, primo, that's what I said. And he was like, not primo, primo. And I was like, oh. okay. <laughs> so I was, he was like, well, it's French. And I'm like, well, it's Ponca now. So <laughs> that's how we say primo. I never really thought about it. Yeah, so, primo is yeah. the only way I've ever heard it said. Me too, right. It's Let very, me tell you how you Oklahoma. should say your name. Right, that's, exactly. that's like the epitome of mansplaining right, right there. Exactly. <laughs> so, I was like, whatever. <laughs> so what do you do, Saisha? Did I say your name right? Yes. Okay, sorry. Um, okay, so I do a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats, but um, the main thing that I do is I work with the Rath Ellison Foundation, and we have reading clinics um during the month um and what else i'm also part of the young democrats of america i'm the south central region director and i'm also the vice president of membership for the young democrats of oklahoma and then what else do i do well those are the two main things nice. <laughs> so you but... have a lot of free time is what you're saying yeah. <laughs> i wish well thank you for so busy yeah thank yeah. you for working this into your schedule i think summer and i can both relate to not having a whole lot of free time so yeah. it's nice that this is uh all worked out and we all have the time to get together i did try to wait until after the election cycle was over before i asked her because mm-hmm. i'm like okay nobody who's working on campaigns i'm not yeah. going to bother them while they're trying to do that no no it's fine <laughs> oh, i don't know so, everybody looked so tired it was going constantly so mm-hmm. i'm like eh, we'll wait yeah so but that so you wear a lot of hats and you're involved politically mm-hmm. and and socially and and that's amazing mm-hmm. how, how did you get involved in everything that you do Okay, so I it's really my aunt's fault because <laughs> she like when I was like probably in elementary school, well yeah, I was in elementary school. She used to take my cousin and I out canvassing for different candidates and the very first one was Senator Angela Munson. I think it was her second term mm-hmm. or it could have been her first election, I don't remember. I know it was like a long time ago back in the early 90s, like probably 91, 92. And, um, How old were you? Because you're really oh, young. Yeah, so you can get a baby. So about, let's see, I was born in 87. I'm really bad at math. <laughs> so, Same. I think I was probably about five. Yeah, four or five. Um, and she had us knocking on doors. We were like, and like, and it was so funny because my brother, he would just hand them the pamphlet, you know, and I'd be like, hi, is anyone home? And he's like, <laughs> you know, not even asking if uh, they're going to support Senator Munson or not. But she ended up winning that election. Um, and then I also canvassed for Opio Ture. He's late representative um, for 99, House District 99. And so that's how I got involved. And I kind of stuck with it after high school and... I joined Young Democrat, well, College Democrats in, uh, at OCU, and so I got more interested in politics that way. But with community work, I was volunteering at the library back in high school, so that's when I was able to meet different people, um, including my current boss, Michael Eric Owens, who's the director for the Raphaelson Foundation. I met him when he was manager at the Raphaelson Library, so that's when we connected and 
yeah so you know all of that's history um and that was probably about I think I was still in undergrad so that had to have been back like in 2009 you know that mm-hmm. I started doing more community work so and you went to OCU you mm-hmm. said what what's your area of study and your your degree in? uh political science and history okay so yeah that was fun <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of heavy stuff right there yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I know I was never very good at history. I think it's because I never had a good history teacher. Yeah, but, that makes a lot of difference. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. never thought it was that interesting because I was always having gym coaches tell me about mm-hmm. a bunch of old white men. You know? Yeah, So yeah. I was never that interested. Oh, that sounds about <laughs> right, yeah. All of my history teachers were interesting. Like, my favorite was Dr. Blue Carp. He's actually Creek, and he's like, I remember, like, we were talking about the pioneer people, you know, he like stood on the chair and he like put his coat you know over his waist and was like i am a woman you know and like oh. and, I, and then i just walked in like the part oh that was like what's happening i said what is he doing you know he was like we're talking about the pioneer people nice for you to join us say shit sit down <laughs> like, okay you know and i like sat down and was like looking at everybody and everybody else was like come to class today <laughs> but uh or but, you would yeah. have missed out on something right? i think you did go to class yeah. today so you'll never forget that right. you're talking Didn't about forget it that part. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean the teachers the professors not all of them were you know the best but you know for the most part in my major field you know they were pretty good so mm-hmm. And so that has led you, well, that plus, so you've got a political science background and then mm-hmm. your your aunt uh, having you get involved pretty early on mm-hmm. in your life uh, in politics. And so that has uh, led you to continue to be active yep. in that. That's great. Uh, <laughs> do you have like any other personal like things that you're fighting for or, you know, m- motivations mm-hmm. that uh, shape uh, the issues that you hold most important? I'm black and Native American, so I grew up like around both sides and I've wanted to serve my communities, you know, to the best of my ability. Um, And that's why I've always been involved, mainly with like minority issues or, you know, right now, I'm helping out with uh, the Freedmen's Association, well, the Five Civilized Tribes mm-hmm. Freedmen Association. Like, we actually have a youth wing of that. Um, it's not, like, affiliated, but it's kind of affiliated, but it's not, like, officially affiliated. Gotcha. We just know everybody, and they like us. So it's like, we're affiliated. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not official, so we don't have, like, a 501c3 and I'm like but uh but yeah i'm helping out with that group and we actually have like a get together we want to do um towards the end of may early june and so um and that's another thing like in my background i'm very interested in helping people find their roots family roots so i do genealogy and a lot of my peers are getting interested in it because a lot of them grew up in oklahoma so like some of them do have native roots some of them do have like lineage from uh, former slaves that settled here and um, some of my uh, Latinx friends, like some of them are like descendants of, you know, early uh, residents that were from Texas and New Mexico, you know, from Mexico. And so it's really cool to like help them like piece together their history Mm -hmm. too, even though it's much harder for me to find stuff for them, but you know. What nations are you? Oh, Ponca and Seminole. Okay, that's what I thought, but I didn't want to say it wrong. Which 
And that gonna be like some people will be like, you're Bonnie or you're Creek. I'm like, no. Like, remember, Jacob, you're. <laughs> You were Blanco because of your name, and you said it earlier, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. the five tribes, I think it was Seminole. That Seminole, was yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we're so similar sometimes, it's hard yeah. to remember who's right. who. Right, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I'm Chaka, and yeah, mm. a lot of our stuff is pretty similar. Yeah. What What are you, I'm sorry, I... I Ponca and Ponca. Seminole. Okay, and Seminole, mm-hmm. okay. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've told Summer this. this. It's actually been since we've been doing the podcast and one mm-hmm. of our interviews uh, with Alicia. Uh, yes. I was like, you know, I haven't, I, I'm Hispanic. My dad's mm-hmm. from Mexico. And so I hadn't really identified as being native, but uh, I mean, in reality, my grandmother was an Aztec Indian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I, and so like I do have that native, uh, but I have no, like identity or knowledge of that mm. side of me, like there's this missing ancestry. So yeah, um, I find like it's been you know knowing Summer and doing this podcast with her and uh, a lot of our guests that uh, Summer's had on have a native uh, background, yeah. and so I've because yeah. that's who I spend ninety eight percent of my time. <laughs> right. And that's great because I, I like feel like ninety eight percent of your I've Facebook been... friends. <laughs> but I've been getting educated on it. You know we've like heard all everybody's stories and stuff so i'm like enjoying this a yeah. lot and <laughs> yeah. i'm enjoying getting to know all your all your friends <laughs> thank you that's what i'm saying i've got a, a whole other weird i don't know what my friends are <laughs> well it's yeah. funny because a lot of times the the community work we do and this mm-hmm. and the, the especially the social justice issues it's always like the same core group of people mm-hmm. and it's almost all people of color mm-hmm. and they all show up to everything we're yeah. all supporting each other and we're like where is everybody else right. <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly well yeah. i think that kind of goes back to the interview that we did last week with lisa where she was talking about how in blue states like people oh, right, aren't right. as active because it's like well, well we've already achieved this you know, mm-hmm. status of the, being a blue liberal state, so we don't have to fight as hard anymore. Right, because they're not feeling the yeah, effects. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not certainly not saying that, uh, you know, like people who are Caucasian in our state don't fight, because I have plenty of, of yeah, white are. friends mm-hmm. who are fighting the good fight here too. But, I mean, yeah. it's kind of the same idea. Like, if you're not feeling the pressure as much, you're not inclined to fight as hard. Right. Uh, yeah. So it is, I, it makes sense that it would be the same kind of group of, like, minority women mm-hmm. who it are You're right. pissed primarily off enough yeah it's primarily <laughs> who are pissed yeah. off enough to want to fucking fight you know yeah. so it makes a lot of sense where you, that you would uh tend to overlap in your groups and mm-hmm. a lot so oh yeah 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 so what are sure. what are you currently working on uh i mean i know that you oh. i've got a lot of you can wear a lot of hats so what's current current projects for each of the things that you're working on Okay, so first off, um, we actually have a gala coming up for the Raphaelson Foundation plug. Um, Yes, yes. Yes. We can provide a link. It's March 9th, and it's from, I think the flyer says 5.30. Show up at 6. (laughs) It's like 5.30, I guess, is like the VIP, what I call free wine and cheese. Right. I want to come to this. The free wine and cheese. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so the tickets are 85 for um, general admission and VIP is 95 but the thing is I tell folks you know it seems pricey it's pricey for me 
but you know those the money goes towards their programs like the reading clinic and their writing programs writing seminars they do for uh in northeast oklahoma city actually at rap elson libraries 100 percent free for the public for anyone to come to like if you're an aspiring writer or if you want to um you know just come and see what everything's about like there's different authors that come in that have books um mainly minority authors um that come in so um like the money will go towards things like that so yeah it's well, a good investment yeah <laughs> it's a tax deduction yeah sure. so. yes. right. <laughs> right so how do the reading clinics work what do you what what does that okay so like? the history behind that my grandfather on my dad's side um mm-hmm. I say my black grandpa because he's from Bowley and it's like he just black, you know. <laughs> like, like I love it when she talks he? about Bowley, <laughs> right? It's like you know, what's, what's your grandpa show? Like, cause you know, cause my grandma on my dad's side, she's Seminole and black, and she's actually a former council member. And then my mom's family's pompous. So they're like, well, what's Mr. Shaw? I was like, he's just black. You know, like, <laughs> and he'll tell you too, like, I'm, I'm black, you know. But, uh, but yeah, he, like, he's been volunteering in Oklahoma City Public Schools since before I was born, you know, because um, his kids, my dad, aunt, and uncle were bused to the South Side. So they graduated mm-hmm. from Capitol Hill. And so he's just been volunteering ever since because he had so much going on, like, back then, like, so many issues back then. To where when we came along, he kept volunteering because it was like a whole nother set of issues. Like, you know, because we were like the kids of, I'm not going to say the kids of the war on drugs, but pretty much we were. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, because we were dealing with like gang violence and stuff like that. So he, you know, was volunteering at the school. And um, so he was just pissed off the whole time I was in school. <laughs> the whole 12 yeah, years. He was being like, like, a constant for a lot right. of us. That's right. right. <laughs> great that he did yeah. something about it, you know, yes. like channeled yeah. that rage into something productive. Right. Yeah. He would just like show up in my class sometimes. And he would tell the teachers, what the hell are you doing? Aww. This is a, like this the chalkboard. You got them coloring sheets, you know, and I'm just sitting there like, daddy, like I like coloring. Like, don't tell her to go <laughs> don't really right so so anyway um long story short he started he wanted to start a reading group with my niece and nephew school like they're the kids there and so um it was at the Edwards Elementary cafeteria and I remember I was at UCL I was finishing up my last year uh getting my master's up there and he's just like hey he said I'm starting a reading club at Edwards he was like come on and help me with it and I'm like daddy like but I'm you know I'm all the way in Edmond he was like come on he was like it's starting Saturday you know and he was <laughs> like I didn't ask right <laughs> so he like hung up on me as he usually does <laughs> like after we fit he never says bye I don't know what that's about but uh, <laughs> like, I think it's, just, it's a generational like, thing because yeah. none of my aunties or my grandparents ever did either they're just yeah. like they're done they hang up on you right yeah <laughs> he, just, he just hung up like he said come on you know and he like hung up and I'm like okay so I'm like you know, like usually I always remember it this way, like when I'm leaving UCO or like leaving Edmond, I'm like, I just had to like speed down 235, you know, to get to, you know, and this was like every Saturday. And so I was helping with the kids and uh, we noticed that the third grade reading test was really going to affect a lot of children because Mm -hmm. a lot of those kids, because basically the school to prison pipeline, which I'm sure both of you are familiar with. Yeah, we talked about it on here. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that was that was pretty much I feel like an indicator of that. Like the third grade reading test. Hey, if they can't read, 
at this level by third grade, then we're going to hold them back. Mm -hmm. So we were concerned about that too. So my grandpa was like, we got to do something about this. So all of our third graders that first year that were a part of the program passed their tests, the ones that came consistently, which all of them did. Um, And so we decided to keep it going. So we stayed at Edwards the next year and did it. The third year was at Rap Ellison Library because at that time, um, the manager, Mike Owens, was like, hey, you can just have it here. Like, you know, like instead of being in a school cafeteria, like we have a lot of books here, you know, because we were like struggling to find Mm -hmm. like books for them and um, printing and all that. The printing was free. So we went to the library and that was the year my nephew was in third grade. And Josiah, like, I talk about him all the time on Facebook. Summer sees all the pictures. And, like, he was... That's adorable. Yes, he was, like, <laughs> you know, during that time, he was just walking around, like, you know, I'm doing good in my class, blah, 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 you know. But when he got in third grade, like, he was nervous. And, like, I noticed, like, a change in him because, like, literally two days before, he's just like, oh, my God, what if I don't pass the mm-hmm. test? I'm going to be held back, you know. And I'm just like, Josiah, I don't think like that. We're going to make sure you pass. And he's just like... I might be held back though. He was like, I'm doing well in all my other classes, you know, and I'm just like, and it just pissed me off at that mm-hmm. point. Cause, so I went to his teacher and I'm just like, I don't like how this is affecting Josiah because he's a happy go lucky kid, like very rambunctious. And like, he's now he's like freaking out because he thinks he's going to be held back. Mm-hmm. And like, this is not cool. Like, cause if he's feeling like that, other kids are Yeah, like they that. do. They create this anxiety in kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've got a first grader that they're tr- saying they want to hold him back. Because he's wow. reading is below level. Um, because if he can't pass his third grade te- reading test, he'll be held back. I'm like, well, let's talk about that in third grade. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because he's good in everything else. But yeah. in, all, in all likelihood, he's dyslexic. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, at this age, they're like, we won't diagnose him yet. But his dad's yeah. dyslexic. My dad's dyslexic. Right. I'm like... Exactly. Kids writing his name in mirror image. Come on, like how many? Times? Right. Well, what else do we have to do? And here? like, yeah. you know, I think right. kids go through different, like, you know, just as they're going through growth spurts physically, they go through growth spurts mentally yeah, too. That's like, true. I've seen Sophia, my nine-year-old, go from, like, you can just see it when something clicks. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of a sudden math has really clicked with her, yeah. and mm-hmm. like she's playing piano too. Recent, yeah. And it was just like one day she started and it like really resonated and you could mm-hmm. tell like there she just turned a corner and then things started making more sense. Yeah. And so I think kids just, I hate the standardized, te- standardized testing mm-hmm. system because mm-hmm. of that. It doesn't treat the, I mean, I know that's like the general like complaint with it, but that it, do, it doesn't treat kids as individuals. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's bullshit. Yeah. So. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I did not do well on most of my tests actually in like. You know, I did pretty well in school in general. Like, I made straight A's through elementary school and middle school, high school, and I was just like, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> you know? I mean, I was still... I think we all had that moment <laughs> right? in high school. <laughs> right. I was still in the top 10, but, you know, I, like, took AP, and I was just like, yeah, like, this is stupid. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't do well in any of, you know, most of my tests either, so I was telling Josiah this, you know, and the day that he took his test, like... We were playing uh, Fight the Power by Public Enemy. Like, he says, man, I said, Josiah, I said, you need to take away, you know, a lot from this song because it's it's a powerful song, you know, for you. And he's just like, 
yeah, he said, I would tell my teacher John Wayne is racist. I said, no, don't do that. <laughs> I was like, don't do that. I was like, well, you can, but don't tell I told you. Because <laughs> I'm not going to phone call. Right. As I usually do. Yes. He says something out. <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was great. But he ended up passing his test, you know. Good. But the thing is, it just... Like I said, like it just really irritated me that he mm-hmm. went through that, mm-hmm. you know. The test anxiety at such a young age. Yeah. Yeah, to create this anxiety, the situation where children have to feel anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's too much pressure. It's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It is. So so yeah, we kept going with the reading clinic. Um, now it's um like we focus on math too, as well as like you know, just homework in general. Like, we call it homework help now. Well, we call it the reading clinic still, but it's like homework help, too. Mm. And it's just, that's a lot of names. Because at first, when we started it, <laughs> I created the flyer. Like, I found this clip art of this little of this little black girl who was, like, reading a book. You know, and it was like a cartoon. And at first, it was the Edwards Winter Reading Clinic. And then the spring, I changed it to Edwards <laughs> Spring Reading Clinic. <laughs> And then, like, when school started, I was like, okay. So I put the Edwards Fall Reading Clinic. My grandfather was like, that's tacky. Just say reading clinic. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's just evolved. Right. So, but um, but now it's the Rathos and Foundation Reading Clinic. So, I don't know. I just want to call it the reading clinic. I was like, I want to trade my reading clinic. <laughs> Michael was like, no. no. <laughs> so, um, well, it, it's yeah. more important the work you do. So. Yes. Yeah, so. well, that's awesome. How many kids are you serving right now? Um, well, right now we're partnering with, because um, our actual reading clinic with Metro Tech is going to start, uh, well, they're both reading clinics, but the one at Metro Tech is going to be more STEM-based, so that's going to start uh, the third week of February this month. But right now we're partnering with uh, Nappy Roots Bookstore, um, and actually um, it starts from noon to two. So... Like, basically, the kids we get, it's probably, today we had about six or seven, but one day we had about 12, so it kind of fluctuates. But it's usually, like, a group that comes consistently, so. And, like, the ages are three to 12, 13, three to 13. Okay. So, so how do they get involved? They just show up, or? What um, do do? Yeah, we advertise, and they just come, and. A lot of the kids that came to the clinic last year at the library, a lot of them were children of friends of mine or friends that I knew or folks mm-hmm. in the community, you know, that I was acquainted with. So, mm-hmm. But mainly the kids that come are from Northeast Oklahoma City, and they go to Northeast Oklahoma City schools, which, you like, has an F rating pretty much across the board. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, no, I didn't find this... many good ratings all across Oklahoma yeah, City right. when I was moving. Yeah. <laughs> this year, uh, how many years has this been? In. This will be the sixth year. So, are you seeing like a steady increase of of kids coming um, in? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, word's been spreading that mm-hmm. it's this helpful program that's free. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, and you get, um, you've got the gala. Mm-hmm. When is that again? March 9th. March 9th yes. gala. At, at six. Come at six. <laughs> and, and where will that be held? Uh, the Oklahoma History Center. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, but so you've got the gala and things like that that you do fundraising. Do you mm-hmm. do any grant writing or um, have any funding elsewhere? Yeah. Yeah. We write grants. Um, luckily, I know how to do that now because like the first grant I wrote was on accident. It was like, I'm not going to get this money. And then they like tell me, oh, you won. And I'm like, what? <laughs> 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 this is easier than I <laughs> 
You probably You're the only person I've ever heard say it. Right. Easy. <laughs> say, it's probably not easy. You're probably just good at it and smart. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. you, where, what kind of grants are you guys applying for? Um, well, right now, um, like we have a grant writer with the foundation, so they mainly take care of the foundation grants, but I have written grants for, um, college Democrats and, um, our YDO group as well, Young Democrats of Oklahoma. And then I wrote a few grants for the clinic back before it was with Raphael's and foundation. Mm-hmm. So they're just small, like here and there, but well, sure. But I mean, like <laughs> yeah. that's, you've got to have that seed money so mm-hmm. that you can do some things and you know, pay some people to, you know, yeah. not just volunteer. I mean, some people got to get paid. So, right. Yeah. Got to make, yeah, we all got to, <laughs> we all got to eat and keep right. a roof over our heads. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking all the unpaid work you've done. I've been paid in earrings before though. That counts for something. Yes, it does. <laughs> Me too. Like I got a medallion for my work one time. I oh, said, push through nice. with the medallion. Right? <laughs> yeah. How much those things cost if you commission them? Right, for real. It's more than you're paying me in cash, yeah. for real. Yeah, yeah right. I've gotten to pick out items at, at places I've played shows. Like, That's I played cool. at Sage, Sandalwood and Sage and Norman, that Buddha sitting on the on the mantle was my, my payment. Yeah, I was okay with oh, that. Man. I was like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> Although I prefer cash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. My landlord requires cash. He won't let me pay my Won't let me pay the statue of Buddha, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> That's funny. But, so, yeah. so is that your, so what do you, what else do you do? Which, so that was the, uh, okay. Raphael, thought, oh wait. Raphael. 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 I'm sorry, I'm tired. That's the first time I've heard it called Raphael. <laughs> I don't know why. That's going to stick Raphael. in my head now every time I hear it. Right. Like, I've heard Raphael. like. Raphael. I've heard Rat Ellison. I'm like, Rat Ellison. What? I'm like, Ralph Ellison. And Ralph they're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know where I got Raphael. Sorry. Raphael Foundation. <laughs> hey, it works. Whatever works. So, okay, so that's one of your your hats. So what else? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on with the Young Democrats for, for the year? Okay, so um, the Young Democrats, uh, we are, well, we had to have like a month or two to like recoup from 2018. Mm-hmm. Recoup from that beating in 2018. Yes. But <laughs> we did <laughs> get, painful. right, it was painful statewide. Uh, but we did, of course, help get Kendra Horn elected. Yes, I was she's, about to say. Yeah, she's the first uh, Democratic woman to represent uh, Congressional District 5. Which was Mary Fallon's seat, so I'm like, ha ha. ha, ha. <laughs> I mean, gotcha. even on seat. <laughs> I remember, I remember during the election results being uh, uh, aired on CNN. Mm-hmm. Even CNN was like, "There's a blue blip in the middle of Oklahoma." Yeah. Like, they, like everyone yeah. was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> Change, my friend. That's yes. what's happening. <laughs> yes, we were at the tower. I was I at the watch party watching. Yeah. Like, we were watching her race and uh, Nikki's for yeah, Nikki. <laughs> so we're exciting yes. this, watching the numbers. I'm like, come on, right? Let, let's a little farther ahead, please, because you're making right. me nervous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. At that time, um, I was working. Actually, I was working for Nikki. I was doing her uh, field work, so I was her field coordinator, basically putting people out on the doors, like, hey, like, can you knock this turf for me? Okay. You know, and, like, they would do it, because everyone loves Nikki. Nikki's such a lovable person, and, I mean, it would be different if she was just, you know, one of those candidates where it's like, oh, we got to help this person because <laughs> right. they're a Democrat. In the party and whatever. Right. Yeah, but Nikki is, like, 
dope. Like everybody loves her. So she had a lot of volunteers um, and a lot of help, you know, for that election. But um, I also worked for the coordinated campaign um, at the party. I had really two cool, I had two really cool bosses um, who, you know, pretty much let us do our own thing. Cause I was in charge of Northeast Oklahoma city. Uh, well, Northeast Oklahoma County really. Um, and they were like, Hey, like, just do what you usually do. Like, you know, get your community energized and, you know, do what you do anyway. You're just getting paid for it. Right. <laughs> so that's what I did. Um, so I spent a lot of time working with Senator George Young and um, former Representative Mike Shelton because he was running for county assessor at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really cool, you know, just to, like like I said, like do what I love to do anyway, but um, just helping Kendra as well and Drew and like the whole statewide slate so and actually drew came to my like my childhood home <laughs> to visit with my grandpa because oh, wow. they were like hey you know which house can drew go to my one of my bosses michelle till he was like hey what house can drew go to like and i'm just like dang so i'm looking on the van like uh man like where can he go and i'm like he could go to my grandparents house so <laughs> i called my grandpa and i'm like diddy Drew Edmondson's coming out. He's like, Drew Edmondson, why? I said, because he wants to, like, meet you and, like, talk to you about your concerns. Okay, let me put my shoes on, you know. So, <laughs> so I was like, we'd be there in about five minutes. He said, five minutes? <laughs> he was like, okay. And then he just hung up. Not he usually does. Right? <laughs> so he came by, and, like, there's pictures on my Facebook of them talking. And it was so funny. Like, he got to meet uh, Edmondson and his wife, Linda, and like my nephew was there too so he was like outside talking about these pictures going on tv and then he was just like posing and stuff like <laughs> you know like and i'm just like Josiah, like and how stop. old is he now he's 13 you know so he was like posing and he was telling um his wife linda he was like man i got a new haircut you know she's like you cute you know like she says i love him i was like take him with you <laughs> take him, please. so, so funny. Um, so yeah that was fun but but yeah, it was good. Like he was, he had come to Nappy Roots Bookstore actually that day. He had a big rally, um, and it was it was pretty good. Like to see his presence on the east side. But Kendra had actually come to the east side during Juneteenth, and I got to take her around, and it was just funny because like she was so like in her element. Because at first I was like, okay, I don't know like if she's gonna be cool or like I'm gonna have to say something. But no, Kendra was like, hey, you know, like you got hot dogs. Like, you know, and I was like, can I have one? I'm hungry. And I was like, dang. And she was just like, really busy. She was just okay. like, you know, I would take a beer, but I can't because I'm a candidate. And I was right. like, yeah. She was like, but we're going to ice, so that's good. I got one there. You know, so like, yeah, she was eating a lot there. I was like, dang, Kendra, like, how, how you stay skinny? I know, right? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was fun. So, but that's what I did like during the election cycle. Um, and actually, I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I wasn't involved with um, young Democrats in the party so you know it's just good like to stay in that role but I am going to uh, run for a higher office in the organization I was actually going to ask you if you had any yeah. aspirations to yes I plan to run for president of Young Democrats of Oklahoma so nice yes very good very yes. good how can I become more involved I'm a young Democrat um, I don't know if I'm young still I don't know what the con- what's the, oh, what's the age limit young our, so our age cutoff is 41 oh, oh I sweet. thought it was like 35 I've got a few more years leave us out. Right. it's nationally 35 
Thirty-six. Oh, that's why I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. But okay. now it's forty, so forty and. Can under. I lie about my age? <laughs> my <laughs> question is always my real age and my fake age. Yeah. Age okay. people believe I am. Or... Yeah, I can pass for. Yeah. Younger than I look, or the younger than I am. <laughs> I just tell people you're twenty-five, and I'll tell people you're twenty-six. <laughs> twenty-seven is usually the age that people believe. So mm-hmm. I don't shoot any lower than that. Yeah. I'm like, twenty-seven. That's right. Sure. Right. Most people think. Like, I'm they like, haven't met my kids. It's fine. Right. For real. For real. <laughs> Most people think I'm like shooting early twenties. Oh yeah, I get that. it. You know, people think I'm very inexperienced young lawyer. You know, like, you must be new. Is this your first job at a firm? I'm like, no. I'm Thirty-seven. Thank you. Right. For being but thank I you. That. Right. <laughs> Like what? Like I'm not an intern. Thank yeah. You very much. My <laughs> boss actually calls me Felicia the intern as a joke because he knows how much it bothers me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Felicia is the one who sent me a message. Was that last year? Yeah, it was last year. Trying to talk me into running for city council. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, you want to meet for dinner? <laughs> I think I don't remember what it was. It was and I'm a like, boot. What is she up to? <laughs> so I go there and she's like, so I think you should run for office. I'm like, well, I'm moving out of town in like a month, so that's not going to work. <laughs> but. And now we have these podcast episodes. <laughs> yes, I am entirely unelectable. I'm about now. If you ever listen to our old episodes, you will understand why. Yeah, I don't think I, I could be electable either. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, hey, we've ruined well, our reputations by being honest and open. Well, so. there would definitely not be any surprises. Like, mm-hmm. I've always kind of wondered why no politician has ever tried that tactic. And and maybe they have, and they just didn't win, and that's why we don't know about it. Governor, I think, candidate out of Arizona who did that. He well, put it just... like a whole statement up on his uh, his website and everything about like I've done this, I've had sex with married women, I've been polyamorous, I've done all of this stuff, and he's like, no. Can now that back that's out of the issue. way, can we get back? Yes, because yes. if I ever ran for something, I'd have to just do that. Yes, mm-hmm. same. But I also kind of think maybe people would like that. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe about. not in Oklahoma. Yeah, but people somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I still, I remain hopeful. The churches will pray for me. Right. Yeah. She's like, yeah, no. I had to, I had to look through my Twitter, and I was like, oh, and then I looked through my Facebook, and I was like, oh, day, you know, like, clean it. Right. I didn't clean it. I was like, whatever. Like, I just leave they it pray. out because everybody knows. Probably think I'm a. It was like that black native commie, you know. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> people she, got their opinions, whatever. Yeah, she hates white people. I'm like, that's not true, but I okay. I that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll call my mom and let her know. <laughs> right. <laughs> my mom's white. <laughs> right. I'll let her know. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, no, whatever. So. You just I don't shouldn't know. be so hateful, Sarah. I'm just like what and it was so funny because I was dating a white guy at the time he was like white as all get out and I'm just like really but I hate white people right well you know you hated him so much you just had to date him right I just had to why why is that insinuated like why is that or assumed yeah like why well I feel like a big reason why and this is in Summer's case too I'm sure is like we bring out a lot of issues about discrimination and white supremacy and that's not hating white people it's just hating the institutional white supremacy which anybody can participate in that yes, <laughs> you know like absolutely. I mean there's perpetuators of white supremacy throughout any community like 
I mean, we see it with Clarence Thomas. I'm not going to call him what I was going to call him. I was going to call him <laughs> Uncle Clarence. Anyway, <laughs> like, we see it with him. We see it with uh, Ted Cruz, any person, like, of color that's, like, perpetuating that. Like, they're a part of white supremacy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and, you know, some people just want to be closed-minded and, like, they don't want to, like, see anything outside of their own worldview, which we see a lot of that in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it with um, when, um, shoot, when President Obama ran the first first time, they were like, uh, I just don't think we're ready for a black man or whatever. When Hillary Clinton ran, we're not ready for a woman. Like, and it's just like, what? And it's like old white men doing this. It's so mm-hmm. For the most part. It's yeah. so ugly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's, it's just unfortunate, but, I mean, that's why they say I hate white people. <laughs> yeah, that's usually, but I yeah. Know. Well, I, guess, <laughs> I guess people probably assume I hate men, because I'm always talking I about that yeah. too, the patriarchy When I talk about yeah. the patriarchy mm-hmm. yeah. or male privilege or rape culture, I usually mm-hmm. get told I hate men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well... Well, yeah, I love I'm like, men. I, I love, love Lisa men. men. Right. For real. Right. I would I not have five children men. if I hated right. men. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love men. I just hate the men who perpetuate the patriarch. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I hate anything that perpetuates that. I hate the men who don't acknowledge that it exists. Yeah. And that's kind know, of and the, same the same thing for thing. racism. We, yeah. Women can uphold the patriarchy, too. Yes. They can. Yeah, we can perpetuate it as well. Oh, mm-hmm. and rape culture, too. Like, yes. I've seen that so much, especially with the R. Kelly situation. Like, well, he needs to just How go many away, decades is this going to have? For fucking on? real, man. Yeah. Like, the same Since... argument. I still see the same exact arguments yeah. about this I did when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah. We're still here? Like, yeah. We're still here. And it's, I mean, how long ago did he pee on someone? Like, exactly. when was that? Like, I feel like that it was so long ago. Maybe earlier than that, probably. I'm just, I'm just like the the. And that the, was the videos with the yeah, the like, teenager, and then before just, that, when I was a kid, there was like the Aaliyah thing. She was like 14, yeah, 15. She was like, 14. This, this has been known all these. I years, mean, there's been Saturday Night Live skits about it. on it. Right. You know, like right now, I'm I'm I keep having this song running through my head from a Saturday Night Live skit about <laughs> an R. Kelly song being really? turned into. I want to pee on you, piss on you. Oh, God. Oh. It was so was it, bad. Was it Dave Chappelle? Oh, maybe it was. I, think it was yeah, Dave I thought it was the Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you're right. right. It was a Dave yeah. Chappelle special. Oh, you're gosh. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, but yeah, yeah, it's been going on for a while. Like, right. Let's just once and for all get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. I keep having the same argument. <laughs> yeah, he needs to like be in the same cell with Bill Cosby and what's that other guy that uh, they're trying to get? Oh, um, um the, the director. Narrow it down because there's a lot. Oh, Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He needs to. They can all just share a cell. Right. Apparently, Bill Cosby. Right. (laughs) You hate men, Summer. Stop. Apparently, (laughs) I hate you. I think you make wonderful kindling. Um. (laughs) Apparently, Bill Cosby's like acting like a real doctor, like prescribing people medication. They're like, he's actually Dr. Huxtable in prison now. And he's oh, like telling people, like diagnosing well, I people. I imagine that's God. the first thing people want him to do anyway. Is yeah. like, Why? well, because that's what he's well known for, right? Happening. So that's well, that's yeah. what happens Why? when you're well known for a character. People ask you to do that anyway. <laughs> so why not just go with it constantly while you're there? Oh my God, this is so bizarre to me. <laughs> yeah. He's probably like, well, has the first he lost thing his mind? Has he lost his mind? I think he's lost. Well, I feel like he was. 
slipping anyway because you know he's so now he's pretending older. he's he's like actively taken on this mm. other persona in prison as Dr. Huxtable. Okay, he's Dr. Cosby. You might as well. Uh, and he has no doctorate degree. He does. But a, he's the not, physician, not doctor. a physician. He's not, yeah, he cannot prescribe. He's a doctor, but he's not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. not a doctor. Like yeah. That, you know? <laughs> oh my god, that's bizarre. Yes. I had not heard this. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading and I was just cracking up, and then like my uh my brother was like, "What are you laughing about?" Because I sent it to him. Like I said, "Mari, look at this," uh-huh. and he was just like, "What?" Like <laughs> he said, "Why is he doing that?" I'm like. Because he's crazy. And, <laughs> like, you know, it works. Why not? He's a nut. Like, that's just what's wrong with him. So. Oh, my God. I don't know. It's Bill Cosby. I'm like, eh. You know. Yeah, well, he doesn't exist to me anymore. So. Yeah. I, I did get this I'm meme. Paying him any more attention. Right. I did get this meme on Facebook. Uh, I guess they said, it's been 30 years since Vanessa had big fun. You know, the big fun episode. <laughs> Like where I do remember that episode. Yeah, it was like you just want to go out and have big fun. Just go <laughs> and like that was just like why? Like I can't even like think about Vanessa. All I can think about is like Bill Cosby. And I'm like, oh, because he was just being weird in that episode too, talking about He's the big weird fun in all the episodes. He was just weird. Yeah, yeah. And we celebrated that. And for so well, long. and the thing is, I had when I was a kid, I always I loved the show. Yeah. But I didn't really like see him like him as his character like a lot mm-hmm. of people because my family did not um properly shield me as a child from content i probably shouldn't have been exposed to <laughs> and so i heard his stand-up yeah talking about giving spanish fly to women and uh-huh. doing all this so i'm like okay yeah. okay he's a little creepy yeah <laughs> it's kind of like a so full was- house and uh what's his face i can't remember his name what's his face i can't either his comedy is so crude um Oh, the he dad. played such a yeah, wholesome yeah. dad in Full House. What the hell is his name? Why am I drawing a blank right now? I was about to call him Joel Osteen. <laughs> oh, Joel Osteen is terrifying. Okay, yeah. let me tell you, I this you just like happened to to name the person who terrifies me the most in this world. Really, <laughs> Bob Saget? That's his name. Oh, duh. Well, but why does Joel Osteen creep you out? What? I mean, I'm hey, just asking for you in particular because him. there's a whole list of reasons it could possibly. Oh yeah, be. I mean, well, mm-hmm. hey, look at him and just his whole like <laughs> he. <laughs> well, just if you listen to him speak, look at it, and like like a SpongeBob Patrick, look at it, look at <laughs> it. Look. But like if you listen to him on his evangelical like rants, and it's just creepy. Yeah. I don't know. It just when I've heard him speak and. It's so sociopathic and like gaslighting and manipulative and and transparent to me and people just like flock to him and believe him and I don't know he just really like he's like the antichrist to me like he's scary like I just (laughs) he is a false just like like, him yeah Mm -hmm. like I know there are but like he just epitomizes (laughs) all of them for me like he's their he's their their uh representation and so he just really creeps me out so like if you ever really want to creep me out like the scariest Halloween costume you could ever have is dressing up like Joel. Yes. <laughs> it's just terrifying I me. Will keep that in mind. He terrifies <laughs> me. It's like find a curly mullet. <laughs> get a get a suit. Yeah, why has his hair not changed in like twenty years? It's, again, oh, it's just it's all it's all so creepy. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, sorry. He just really creeps me out, man. Oh, my grandmother used to watch with all of those guys. I can't. Yeah. I just. Oh, T D Jakes is her favorite. 
she'll watch Joel and she'll watch. And I don't understand. Is Creflo still on the air? I don't understand the mentality of the people who want to like. Like, what is it about people? Like, what is it that that drives people to like need someone to like idolize or believe in or or follow or like? I don't get it. I don't know. It's the whole group think mentality. I guess I don't know. I I just don't get it. I don't get it. It It is. I mean, it's comforting to her because she was raised apostolic. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so to have that very limited view of the world is comforting to her. Yeah, I know. And I guess it's just... For whatever reason, even though it's completely irrational, it makes her feel better. We could go off on talking about this forever as I mean, we've had, we've had entire episodes about this yeah <laughs> so I, i'll refrain from rehashing more i was a preacher's kid so oh, no. i have lots to talk about oh that. yeah pks <laughs> usually are like oh my god yeah. so this is how that you got this life. this is what happens people don't do this to your children right? <laughs> yes well other than the gala do you have any other big uh things coming up for any of the organizations that you work with um, well, Young Dems, like, we have our convention coming up April the 27th, so that'll be at the Teamsters Union Hall, and yeah, like, if you're under the age of 41, you can come and I need to, yeah, <laughs> I need to, yeah. yeah, if you guys need any uh, performers, uh, I know all the musicians around and have a band okay. myself, so we can help. Uh, book entertainment too. Nice. So let me okay. know. I've been. I've like. Your I'm. Right. I'm. I'm plugging myself, but I also am <laughs> plugged into the rest of the arts community. Mm-hmm. So I know. But and I've actually got somebody in mind even. So okay. Yeah. So we'll talk. Cool. So um, I know I'm gonna ask your favorite question. Oh geez. Um, <laughs> why should I vote or be involved in politics? It doesn't matter. No, oh, Lord. I love that. Okay. So. <laughs> And you know it's funny because I do get asked this a lot. A lot. I, always have a, you know, I think every panel I've seen her on, other than the movie panel, was yeah. as you've been asked this question. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, no. I don't know if you should have Trump's off now. Just playing. <laughs> uh, but well, it's important. You know, I'm not gonna like go on the whole cliche. Well, you know, people died. I mean, people did die, like for you know to like get folks really just involved in the electoral process. I won't say for our right to vote, but. I mean, there were people that were getting killed left and right, you mm-hmm. know, in the South for us to be able to, like, even participate. Mm-hmm. But um, I think a reason, especially today, especially as people of color, um, in predominantly, you know, Black, Latinx, Native, you know, Asian communities, et cetera, is that, you know, you want to make sure that the right person or a decent person gets elected. You know, because you could have so much worse as we're seeing now with Cheeto and Chief. You know, yeah. like I mean, <laughs> it's it's so important. And then it's not just about getting people elected. It's about like just being involved in the process to see what's going on, to see how you can change the system. Being um, engaged. Being engaged, yeah, because it's it's so important, especially in Oklahoma. Like as we saw with Nikki Nice, like mm-hmm. she got elected. Um, and she's a part of, Nikki is the community and we mm-hmm. need someone like her to represent us right. because if we're not involved, it will be somebody who probably looks like us, but somebody who, you know, is bought by the system, who's bought by the chain, you know, not the chamber, but 
not gonna talk about the chain girl, you know, <laughs> but like bought by just big money, big oil, mm-hmm. whatever. Some sort of you know. special interest lobbyist. Yeah. yeah. And Nikki's not a part of any of that. So I mean you do want somebody who is like you in the community. So I mean that's really a big reason why I stay involved because I was actually asked um, by a friend, you know, so what are your politics? And, you know, I told him I'm involved with the Democratic Party primarily because there are a lot of people in my community who vote but don't really know what's going on. They need to know what's going on. So Mm -hmm. I'm the person to tell them, you know, and that's why people ask me, hey, what, what do you think about this person? I'm like, oh, you know, they're great. You should vote for them. You should do this for them. Other people, I'm like, uh, yeah. you want a political answer? <laughs> Which answer do you want? They're like, they ain't shit. You know, like, right? <laughs> that's the answer they want. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, and that's why I stay involved. I just think it's really important, you know, especially now. Because, I mean, we have some fools. Like, we just, we just elected somebody... Who did not vote? Like, he voted, what, like, four times in his entire life? entire life. Yeah, it's just, like, that's ridiculous. Like, there's no reason he should have been elected. And and politics really does start on the local level. Mm I mean, that's where it needs... That's where you can effectuate most... The most change, Mm -hmm. I feel like, is really paying attention locally. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because I know there's so many people, and I used to be guilty of this when I was young and didn't give a shit. Yeah. Only voting during the presidential election right. you know and yeah. i mean i think there needs to be more political education on uh, with kids at a younger age mm-hmm. so that Definitely. when they become of age they can um you know understand why it's important and mm-hmm. and begin voting uh early and often i think right. so many people don't even understand how policy is made do a survey of 18 year olds and ask them if they know the three branches of government are even you know just like mm-hmm. basic shit you know it's really mm-hmm. sad. I've, I've always, and I've, I've contemplated, and I've never done anything about this thought, but of, you know, looking for some sort of grant for political education that was mm-hmm. nonpartisan. I mean, I feel like that's yeah. really needed. It yeah. is. It'd be an interesting yeah. nonprofit. Perhaps your next project. Oh. <laughs> you <laughs> Let need me a new one, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, eight day in the week. Don't right. have time Project to do this. 110. You know. <laughs> well, we will post a, a link to the events that you've got coming up for Ralph Ellison, not yes. Raphael. Yes. <laughs> Gala yeah, on March Rat Ellison. On March 9th, you said? Or sorry. Uh, March 9th. 9th, okay. Yes, and Saturday, then and so. then the Young Democrats Convention mm. April 27th. Right. Yes. Yeah, okay. Send me those yes. over. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, joining us today. Thank you. Yeah. You can contact the podcast at brokebrokenpodcast at gmail.com. The Broken Broken Podcast can be found on Twitter at Broke Broken Show, on Instagram and Facebook at Broke Broken Podcast.